Hi guys, Alana Terry here. You're listening to the Successful Writer Podcast and happy 2020 to everyone. I hope that your holiday season was amazing. I hope that you ended 2019 having reached all of your writing goals and publishing and marketing goals. And I wish you an even more successful and abundant and creative new year. In today's episode, I'm going to give you some questions that you can be asking yourself to reflect on last year and get ready for the new year, whatever time of year you're listening to this. I think it's totally good and important to go through these things. I'm actually really invested in setting quarterly goals because I feel like setting goals for an entire 12 months, well, first of all, I don't know what the next 12 months are going to bring, and it also makes it so easy to just delay goals and say, okay, well, I'll do this later. I've got, you know, 11 months in the year left. Whereas if you do quarterly goals, you really have to um, just kind of be more focused, more proactive. So whatever time, all this to say that you're listening to this episode, these are some really good questions just to reflect on where you've been and where you're going. I'm a pretty big fan of setting just kind of rituals. So at the end of each quarter, at the end of each month, often like over the week, I just have different reflection questions that I go over with myself in my journal to make sure that I'm kind of on track and also to make sure that I'm reflecting and giving the appreciation due for things that have already happened. I think that's a really important part about goal setting that some people miss, which it's not just looking toward the future, but it's really being able to reflect on past accomplishments, past struggles, past lessons learned. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through some of the questions that I ask myself at these sort of self meetings, whether that's for the new year, new quarter, new month. I'll share some of my responses, but basically the point is so that you can get thinking about your own writing career and your own goals and have a little bit of time to just reflect. So if you're not multitasking or on the road or something, this could be fun to just grab a journal, jot down these questions, or you could just sort of store them up for later, or you can just be thinking about these questions as I go through them. So when I start a quarterly planning session, I almost always, or pretty much always, I think I can say 100%, start with just a list of gratitude of all the things that I'm thankful for. These don't always have to remain writing related. And so it's so important, like I said, to be reflecting on your past blessings, not just being so forward focused that you fail to appreciate where you've been. And so I really encourage you to start your new year, new month, new week, whatever it is, with just some time to pause and reflect and be grateful for all the things that have happened and all the accomplishments that you've made. That's kind of my second bullet point that I go through. It's not just the things I'm thankful for, but the things that I have accomplished. So with gratitude, it's not necessarily I'm thankful that I did this, right? I could be thankful that my husband's so supportive. I could be thankful for encouraging emails from readers. I'm thankful for my VA and my team of assistants who kind of helped me with editing and cover design and all these things that I would not be good at if I had to do them on my own. Those are things that I'm grateful for. But then what I move into is things that I've accomplished. And this isn't just to give myself, you know, a pat on the back and say, look at you, Alana, you did great. But I do think that it's important to recognize our previous achievements 
because it can be very, very encouraging and it can help give us momentum going into a new quarter, year, whatever. So for example, I ended 2019 feeling kind of disappointed in myself because I was spending a lot of time doing books for authors and courses for authors and training programs for authors. I didn't focus as much on fiction in the last half of the year. And I kind of felt like I had really dropped the ball when it came to fiction. And what I did was when I was reflecting back on 2019, I realized that that just wasn't the case. So in 2019, I published 15 novels and four nonfiction books, and then I wrote four books that hadn't yet been published but were still written in 2019. So when I saw those numbers, I kind of realized, okay, well, it's silly to be down on yourself, but really what it was was that I published a standalone suspense novel over the summer, and then I didn't publish any other of my own novels until November, December. And I had a couple things in box sets and things like that. But since I wasn't the sole person launching those, it didn't feel like as much progress as I thought there was. So like I said, when I saw those numbers, it was actually really encouraging for me to say, okay, Alana, you actually, yeah, you still had a more difficult end of 2019 than you sometimes do. And yeah, I didn't focus as much on fiction as looking back. Maybe I should have, but it was still really encouraging to see these numbers, you know, 15 novels, four nonfiction and four works in progress. That's nothing to sneeze at for a year's worth of work. So what I encourage you to do is the same. Think about what books you published in 2019 if you keep track of your word count, that can be really cool to see how many words you wrote in the past year. Numbers that you can track because, you know, think about it. How many of us really are keenly aware of what we did 12 months ago, right? And so having a set time to really just reflect and, and ask yourself, okay, where was I a year ago today? What were the things that were on my mind? What were the things I was worried about? Those can be neat questions just to remind you that you have come, in most cases, probably farther than you think. So we talked about things that you're grateful for. We talked about kind of an inventory of the things you accomplished. I also think it's really important to focus on the things that you learned. And I actually like to do this in two sections, sort of the formal learning and the informal life experience learning. So for formal learning, I think that it's really important that as authors and as creatives and as business owners that we're constantly investing in our own personal and professional development. So maybe that's reading books on writing craft or taking courses on book marketing. I know this past year I focused a lot on studying productivity, good habits, things like that that have really helped me not only in my book writing but just in everyday life. So I really encourage you if you didn't focus specifically and deliberately on professional development this past year that you make it a goal to do that this year. So some ideas could be maybe you read a personal development book a month or maybe you sign up for one book marketing course or maybe you find the one area where you feel like you've got a deficit. So maybe you really need to learn the editing side of things. And so once a week, you're going to make sure that you've devoted 
an hour to research, something like that. I think it's very important that we are deliberate in our development and our education. One thing I wanted to throw in there just as a warning is overemphasizing learning writing craft. So if you've been listening to this show, you know, we don't talk about the mechanics of writing. We don't talk about how to create realistic characters or how to write intriguing dialogue or how to plot out a novel or, you know, we definitely don't get into grammar and where commas need to go. And some of that is just because I find that that's very hard to teach, right? It's very subjective as opposed to things like book marketing that are more objective or here's how you can be more productive in your day. Um, When it comes to creativity, like I really don't like focusing on the rules of the craft. Now, you might be at a point where focusing on rules of the craft is actually very, very, very useful. And so I don't want to discourage you from that. But I find that focusing on Rules of the writing craft for some people, myself included, can get you second guessing yourself so much that you kind of take yourself out of the creative flow. So as an example, I heard a book on dialogue, highly, highly recommended. And so I got it on Audible and started listening to it and probably only made it 10% through and decided to stop because what I realized was having listened to this book on dialogue It was making me second guess every single thing that I wrote. And so if you are wanting to improve your craft, my suggestion for you is actually for most people, it's going to be to just read really, really good examples of your genre. But I do feel like some people, it works really, really well to study the craft. But I just want to throw that out there that for some people, if you're like me, it might get you second guessing yourself so much that it actually is kind of a self-sabotage type of thing. But I absolutely believe that whether it's focusing on craft or marketing or just things like productivity, creativity, things like that, that you make it a point to be deliberate in your educating yourself this year, however that works. So like, you know, I tend to set quarterly goals and my quarterly goal for this quarter, it's going to be to devote an hour a day to learning and development. And I know that some people don't have that amount of time. I do a lot of my learning, almost all of it in audio format. So I can be listening to things while I'm driving around or while I'm exercising and kind of kill two birds with one stone, right? Um, So I'm not saying that everybody has to do it exactly like this where it's a full hour a day. But I think that if you were to make it a point, even if you just start with, if you haven't done anything, start with, I'm going to read a book a month to whether that's to improve your book marketing skills, or if you want to focus on craft, or you can look up productivity books, whatever it is, I really encourage you to make that an emphasis is to focus on your own learning and development. And then the second part of focusing on your learning, this is more of just the experiential learning. What were some of the lessons that I learned this year through experience? So this year, for example, I learned a lot just about my own creative process and I was able to put into words the way I work, whereas before I think it was just more 
intuitive. I've got a process that someone who's not in the creative or artistic space just looks a little weird, right? I spend a lot of time with my head in my clouds. I spend a lot of time thinking or journaling or just sitting, staring at a window or pacing. And I've, I've always done that, but this was the first year that I kind of put into words how my process works, which just requires a lot of free space, a lot of testing things out. I realized that whereas I can schedule my time very, very well, I can't schedule my creativity. So what I mean by that, some people are amazing. They have their production calendar set two years in advance, right? They know exactly what book and what series is going to be written and published when. What I can do is I can say, I'm going to be writing for this amount of time on these days. I'm very good at that. Or I could say this week is going to be just for writing. I'm very good at that. But what I'm not good at is knowing exactly how long it's going to take me to complete a project or knowing even what project I'm going to work on. So what I can do is I can schedule out ahead of time the third week of this month, I'm going to be just focusing on writing a novel, but I might not know until Monday morning what novel I'm going to be working on. So these are things that I've, like I said, I've always kind of worked this way, but this is a past year that I just sort of began to be able to express in language that others can understand how my process works. So these are just examples of lessons that you're learning about yourself, lessons you're learning about life. It certainly doesn't have to be just exclusive to the book writing world, right? So what lessons did you learn this past year? Another example, and again, this is something I knew about myself but was able to articulate better after just some self-reflection is that I really don't like diving into a lot of detail work. I could do it for very short amounts of time, but after that, if I had to do the exact same thing, like a lot of copy and pasting or minor tweaks, those are the kind of detail jobs that really make me feel creatively drained. They get me in a bad mood. And so knowing those kinds of things about yourself is really, really helpful. And so that you can take that information and figure out how you're going to work well with that. So for example, in my case, that means that I pass on some of those busy work jobs to my VA or my son has gotten really excited about being mom's intern. He's nine, but you know, if it's a copy and paste job, he can do that. And so sometimes, you know, we're talking about like two hours a month, but you know, if he can do these little things that to me are so annoying, but he can do it and it's fine and it's giving him some computer skills. Well, that's a way better use of my time and energy than trying to do it all on my own. So I encourage you to think just about your own process. Maybe when you reflect on the books that you've written recently, you realize that it's hard for you to get to the editing stage, but you really like the first draft stage. Or maybe you find that you procrastinate when it's time to start a new first draft, but once you get into it, you're great. The more you know about your own process, about yourself, the better systems that you can put in place. So for example, maybe you do have a really hard time getting into a new draft. And so maybe that just means that you give yourself a little bit of grace and leeway. So instead of wanting to write 5,000 words a day, when you're just starting that new book, maybe you say, okay, 500 words a day for the first day or two until you get your rhythm is totally fine. I know another big lesson that I learned this year is that the creativity is going to show up. I can't dictate when it shows up, but it is going 
to show up. So I had, like I said, kind of a difficult fall and for several different reasons, but what was helpful for me to know was that, yes, I didn't write as much in the fall as I wanted to or as I usually do, but then December came and I was right back into the flow. And so if you're more like that, I know some people listening, you're amazing at just writing your chapter a day, 300 days a year. You you can just do it and you can go and you show up and you get it done. And that's amazing. And that if that's the system that works well for you, that's awesome. Others of us kind of are more ebb and flow. And if you're like me, you can get a little bit over dramatic or you know, just anxious and worried if you're out of flow. And I think going through this fall where I wasn't writing as much fiction and I did feel creatively stuck and drained, then I realized, okay, December came and the words kept, came back, right? So I would encourage you, this is how I'm encouraging myself is I've gone through enough of these phases that I know the creativity is going to come back. And so if you're in that state, I I would encourage you to just remember that too. That's one of my lessons learned through experience this past year. And then there were some other things that have to do, you know, we're talking more about um, ethereal kind of mindset, creativity type things, but there are definite lessons this past year in terms of just marketing things that are more black and white. So I was reminded for sure this past year that book marketing is such a fast-paced industry. Things are changing so much. The Amazon ads dashboard is changing almost on a weekly basis. The Facebook algorithm recently went through a massive overhaul, which is in part what I think happened to some of my ads this fall. My Facebook ads started underperforming. And so I basically just had to sort of start them all over as opposed to relying on what worked in the past. And that's just the the state of book marketing, right? It's a fast-paced industry and it's important to stay on top of it, which again, going back to this idea of setting learning goals is I think one of the things that's really, really important to do is to just stay on top of some of the book marketing news, which is one of my main goals in this show. And there are other shows that do this really well, courses you can take. There's lots of resources out there. So I encourage you to find a way, whether that's podcasts or courses or books, find a way to stay up on what's working in book marketing. And a really good way to do that is to just look at what online marketers are doing. Because like I said before, we're so much more as indie authors today. We have much more in common with online marketers who are doing things like selling courses or webinars or things like that because it's all digital, right? We have more in common with those types of industries than we do with the traditional book publishing industry. So keep up with book marketing trends, online marketing trends, and I'm going to do my best in this coming year to keep you abreast of what's going on in those spaces as well. So one last set of questions to go through as you're sort of doing your end of the year inventory is just what felt easy to make and what felt really, really hard. So for example, I did a couple nonfiction books this year. They did not earn me much money. And so in the business sense, it really wasn't the best idea. I would have done better from a business standpoint to have taken that time and that energy and the money that it took for covers and edits and to to keep on focusing on fiction. But 
I also found that I really, really enjoyed some of those books, like my book on productivity for authors, or I did a rough draft of a book on prayer for Christian women. Those felt really fun for me. I also wrote my first psychological thriller this year. It was a standalone suspense novel, quite a bit different than the kinds of series and things I've done before. And that was a really fun experience. I don't plot out my books ahead of time in almost every case. And so each day I showed up to my computer excited to see what was going to happen to my character. So again, that was another one of these really fun projects. And so I think it's useful to look back what writing felt really energizing to you, right? Because I feel like most of us, if we've been writing for a while and have multiple projects, we know that some just come easier than others. And that doesn't mean that if it's a hard project, it's not as good, or if it's a hard project that you shouldn't have done it. Sometimes we really do struggle through these books. And I think that's part of the writing process. But then every once in a while, a book just comes and feels so energizing and exciting to write. And that's a true blessing as well. So take a minute to reflect, like which of all the projects you worked on, which felt the most exciting to you? And then the converse of that is which really felt draining, whether that's a writing project or just some of the other tasks. So what feels totally draining to you? What do you wish that you could get rid of in this coming year? Because I think that that's just as important when it comes to setting goals of what you want to accomplish is what are you going to say no to, right? So one thing that I've decided going into 2020 is, as of right now at least, and like I said, my plans change all the time, and this is just another one of those lessons that I've learned about myself. I call it my kaleidoscope brain because I can be here right now at this exact second telling you my plans are for 2020, but it's like a kaleidoscope. These are always changing, so I can explain to you what the kaleidoscope looks like right now, but it's very possible that a week from now and almost 100% for sure that six months from now, my plans will have changed. And I'm okay with that. For me, that's just part of the process. But right now, I'm going to be focusing less on doing multi-author box sets. Those were a pretty significant part of my published works in the past two years. And really, I just, I want to have the, if I'm going to write a book, I want it to be a book that's going to be growing my own brand, growing my own series. I think multi-author box sets are amazing for networking and finding new readers. But for me, since I'm focusing so much on going wide and most box sets end up in the Kindle Unlimited space, and since I'm really focused on growing my own um, series and brand, I'm going to be focusing on those less this coming year. But again, this is my kaleidoscope picture. (laughs) And so, you know, three months from now, I might be recording an episode of why I'm doing double the multi-author box as I was. And that's totally fine. But think about the past year, just projects that felt more draining or more like have-tos or tasks. So maybe, again, you just, you get really excited about the first draft and when it comes to editing it just feels so hard so what can you do to help that maybe that means you hire a first draft editor like I do to just clean up the typos or maybe you find a way to batch your time so that you know this one week it's just going to be editing but then it's going to be done and you get to write a new first draft you know whatever it is finding things that you want to do less of this year and either hiring those things out or finding ways to make those a little bit less painful. That's another way that you can just learn about yourself and learn about your process. 
So those are some of the questions I go through at the end of a quarter, end of a year, and I hope that if you take time to do some of this reflecting on your own, that you just find it really helpful and helps give you insight into what you should be focusing on this coming year. And I wish you, again, just an amazing new year, an amazing month of writing, and I hope that your creativity and your book sales are soaring. And we will talk to you soon.